Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, pre-recording from The Home Bunker. Folks, I hope that you have been enjoying these conversations this week on Woke AF's Cookout, where we are having conversations with some of our favorite guests to delve into this complicated week of celebrating America's independence. What does it mean to live free in a democracy that is backsliding? What does it mean to have patriotism towards a country that has done everything and anything that it can to ensure your subjugation if you are Black, Indigenous, or a person of color or from a marginalized community? And so on today's episode, I am so grateful to be in conversation once again with my friend, Dr. Christina Greer, who is a political scientist and associate professor at Fordham University here in New York City. She is also the author of Black Ethnics and the co-host of FAQNYC and host of The Blackest Questions on The Grio. In this conversation with Christina, and you know if you've been listening to Woke AF that Christina joins the show ever so often, you know, we talk about the complications of being a Black woman in these United States. How do we keep our sanity, let alone have some semblance of freedom in a country that wants to ride on all of its marble buildings and statues? and plaques, use quotes and messages about justice and equity. And we know that those things are false advertising. Because when you just begin to slowly peel back the layers, right, or just slowly begin to open up your eyes to 
the real America, you know, the the activation that is happening behind the curtain, behind the smoke and mirrors, you realize that this country boy, you know, is kind of the master at gaslighting. And, you know, for those of us who have built careers around wanting to perfect our union, wanting to educate those to believe that they have the power and the ability to shape the future of this country, some days folks are better than others. Some days feel a lot better than others. And there are times when we're just like, you know what, fuck it. Y'all can have this mess, right? You can burn it down if you want to. Just leave me the fuck alone. And the reality is, is that unfortunately, white evangelical Christians, the far right, the, you know, Republican cult party, they refuse to leave people alone. We do not live in a live and let live society. It's live and let me oppress you and contort you into the ideas of who you should be, who I think you should be and not who you tell me that you are. And so in this conversation with my friend, Dr. Christina Greer, we talk about, you know, her work as a professor in trying to shape the minds or open the minds and expand the minds of the next generation of political scientists. We talk about her ideas around freedom and liberty and equity and how we keep our shit together when some days we just want to walk out of our front door and just, you know, give a primal scream. I wish we could all just decide on the time of day that we would do that and just do it. I think it would do us all a great deal of good. I hope that you enjoy this conversation between myself and Christina. Folks, you know, uh, whenever I have the opportunity to rope in my friend, Dr. Christina Greer, political scientist, associate professor at Fordham uh, University, um, and author of Black Ethnics and co-host of FFAC NYC uh, and the host of The Blackest Questions on the Griot Pod, I am overwhelmed with joy because we get into so many conversations. And Christina, I will tell you this, a lot of people will tweet uh, me and be like, I love when you have uh, Christina Greer on. It's the best conversation. So um, so welcome back Thank uh, you. to Woke AF. It is um, 4th of July week. Uh, and on the pod, we are doing our cookout where we are bringing on our favorites. And you are definitely always at the top of that list. But we also want to talk about and have conversations around what does it mean to celebrate this country's independence? Um, I have a very complicated relationship, as well as many people know. Um, and, you know, the 4th of July, you know, is a bunch of flags waving and people putting out their flags and going to Old Navy and purchasing flag gear. And <laughs> that is supposed to identify their patriotism. Right. Um, but us, you know, Black folk in particular, you know, just marching in the streets and actually wanting this country to live up to this creed, uh, we are not seen as patriots. We are seen as antagonists to 
uh, America's legacy. So in this season uh, of America, how are you, how does the Fourth of July holiday land for you? Yeah. Well, first of all, Black people are the original and true patriots of this nation. So there's that. I'm still laughing about Old Navy because I don't know how they got a hold on Fourth of July, but that's their thing. But they do. Yeah. That's totally their thing. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing. Like when you rewind and you think about the Fourth of July, it's the celebration. You know, we basically escaped from the shackles of Britain. Um. And let them tell it. It's like, we're a bunch of like criminal derelicts that ran across the ocean and wreaked havoc. So our origin story has never been correct. Like we, we've just created these false narratives and origin stories. I mean, the same way we talk about like Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un just created these like fake narratives of North Korea. So do we. I mean, that's just, that's just what countries do, sadly. Um, And we have this independence in the shadow of genocide and chattel slavery and just real brutality and exclusion. And now fast forward to 2023, we're supposed to stand outside in line for fireworks and celebrate this great nation. Now, that being said, I do think that, you know, there is a lot of potential in this country, but it's because of the people who are most abused, who actually have invested in this nation to try and make it into the thing that it's supposed to be. It's it's far from the ideals, but we have to be realistic to say that we have come a very long way. I mean, the fact that the two of us are not enslaved yep. and we're sitting here chopping it up on a podcast. Um, so the issue with America is that we have never answered the question as to like who really gets to be a citizen deep down. We're still kind of grappling with that because, you know, as I write about Black ethnics, as you mentioned, you know, Black people, it's like, we always get to be American with a prefix. We don't just get to be American, you know? Um, And lots of other people get to be Americans based on phenotype. And we see a lot of people are trying their hardest and their damnedest to try and just be American without whatever their ethnic um, uh, prefix will be. But I think we still have not really grappled with specifically for black people because there is a there's a definitive dichotomous relationship between black people and white people largely because black people are the only immigrant group migrant group that is a non-voluntary immigrant mm-hmm. everyone else came here looking for something you know nikki haley i see you so you know Come everyone's um, everyone's families you know chose this country for a reason um, because they wanted something, they believed in the ideals. Black Americans, we have a different narrative. We have a different relationship with this country. So when we think about our citizenship and our quest to be included, as we fight for this country, and we've been in every single war since the beginning of this this nation, right? So as we celebrate 1776, you know, we're going to have this big 250-year uh, anniversary coming up in three years. You know, we've fought and died and bled for this country. We've been lynched in our uniforms in this country. You Mm -hmm. know, after we came back, we survived atrocities abroad only to come back and, you know, be caught up in the hands of, you know, white um, domestic terrorism. So on the 4th of July, I'm reflecting on all that this country has been, all that it could be. And to be very honest, and this is what a one of my bosses told me when I worked for the high commissioner of the Gambia in London many years ago. And I was like, ugh, America. And I was talking crap about America. And he was like, but it's your country, Chrissy. He's like, why do you let them sort of make you believe that it's not your country? 
He's like, you've been there longer than most people. I mean, you know, like your people. He's like, your people have built X, Y, and Z. Your people have toiled. Your people have actually helped the country move forward. So why would you abandon something that is rightfully yours? And so I always remember that conversation from 1998. And I really try and remember, like, yeah, this is my country. And, like, my ancestors actually have contributed more than most and sacrificed more than most. Right. So I actually am allowed to celebrate how I feel like it. And part of being an American without a prefix or with a prefix is that I get to celebrate the 4th of July however I see fit and however my spirit moves me that day. And so if I feel like going to a cookout, sure. If I feel like, you know, hanging out with friends and seeing fireworks, sure. If I feel like reading, you know, Soul on Ice and sitting at home and, you know, reading Black literature and and not acknowledging July 4th other than the fact that I can't go to the post office, that's my prerogative too. So I think I'm just sitting in my feelings as to where this country has gone and all the beautiful things that it has produced and all the ways that it still has to live up to its ideals. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know, I think that it's really interesting in what you say with regard to what a a friend of yours had said, like, it's your country too. Like, don't make them, you know, make you think that it's not. And I think that that has been the desire right of white supremacy which is to make it not that we are visitors because a visitor you welcome in right Right. like a visitor a visitor you say unless we're no they treat us like vampires where it's like we're just stuck on the porch like i've not invited you in (laughs) right we have not invited you in or or you are the stain right you Mm -hmm. are the problem you are the stain Mm -hmm. 
um, you were to be in the back of the house. That's where we that's where we felt comfortable with you, with you in the kitchen, not in the front and people knowing that you exist. And, you know, one of the things that I have done uh, and I and I talk about this uh, with with my friend, the Reverend Mark Thompson, because he has done it on his show is reread. Right. Uh, Frederick Douglass is, you mm-hmm. know, what to the slave is the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And every year for the last couple of years that I have reread that and sometimes I've recited it with my sister on Instagram lives. I have recited it on this show. Um, It takes me to a place where I realize, you know, if not for Mm -hmm. right, if not for the enslaved, Mm -hmm. right, if not for their forced labor if not for their blood, if not for their tears, if not for the ripping away of family, if not for all of their sacrifices, where the fuck would America have been? America would never have been able to fight off the British. America would have never have been able to claim its independence because it would not have had the economic capability mm-hmm. to fucking do so. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get so enraged because I feel like there has been a entire industry that has been created to make us believe that we do not belong. Mm -hmm. And all we have ever done in this country post our enslavement is be that square that is trying to fit into this circle, Mm -hmm. right? That it rejects us at every which way. And so there is a part of me that I remember really being like, you know, my family's Jamaican. Right. Like my family came to this country in the 1970s. Like y'all can have your fucking Fourth of July. Mm -hmm. Like I really don't care. Right. Mm -hmm. And but then recognize it. But I am American. They came to the United States so that. Right. Something. Right. And so there is just this conflict of I don't want to own this pile of shit. Uh Right. Because it's fraudulent in its depiction of what democracy and what patriotism is. I feel like the 4th of July to me is a charade, right? It is it, it is very much a charade. And even after now, the Congress had wanted to make Juneteenth a federal holiday while we have 23 states in this country that have outlawed critical thought. Mm-hmm. It is it is it, it's an aggressive insult to our intellect and to our ancestors sacrifice. Yeah, but we know that like this country is one a historic, two loves a celebration with no real conversation, and three, you know, when we say American, I think the default system is whiteness. So it is incumbent incumbent upon us to complicate what this holiday is amongst ourselves, and then you know share it with the wider audience. I mean, it would be nice if white people instigated the conversation, but when have we ever seen that? Like. That doesn't happen. So we have to sort of say, hey, problematic. Here's why. Right. And again, I say this all the time to white allies who are just like, what should I be doing? (laughs) And I always say, it's like, you remember when you're about to have a party at the house or cookout or whatever, and your mom is running around trying to get everything together. Right. You got people coming. You said this before and I love it. Yeah. And it's like, what should I be doing? And she gives you that look like, girl, if you don't look around and start lifting some things, like, why do I need to tell you to empty these trash cans? 
right? To cut these vegetables, to make these beds. Like, so I just think that in our quest to have these hard conversations, continuously hard conversations, not right. just about police brutality, not just about inequities in school and housing, not just about the way that, you know, black women get ignored in all facets of politics and policy. But in this conversation, even in this larger, like, while we celebrate this seemingly benign thing, it's like, well, why do you think X percent of, you know, your fellow countrymen think that it's a bullshit holiday? Dot, dot, right. dot. Look around. Answer some questions for yourself, right? Read a book. We've got the interweb. Like I tell my students all the time, I'm like, hey, y'all, I didn't have college. I didn't have internet in college. And they're like, what? And I'm like, Right. I did not have the internet in college. Okay? So it's barely like, you had, see these books behind right, you? Barely yes, had it like in grad read. school. <laughs> like these are real, real live books, right? Barely had the internet in grad school. So you all have no excuse to not have this information at your fingertips. Um, but I think, you know, we sort of live in like very different countries within the same yeah. country. And we yep. also subscribe to these narratives. You know, you got somebody like Ron DeSantis. It's like, Ron DeSantis, you and your people just got here. So you tell people leave. It's like, you just got here. So, but we see sometimes the newest newcomers are the cruelest. And they're the ones that want to cut the ladder out from, from anyone who wants to come, right? You know, talking to people who used to be undocumented and they're immigrants themselves. You know, I'm thinking about Latinos in Arizona right now. And it's just like, wow, you are really anti-immigrant. Child, weren't you an immigrant like five minutes ago? So like, we're not having these complicated conversations about how all these all these different angles of what it means to be an American, what it means to be a citizen are wrapped up or should be wrapped up in conversations that we should have on the 4th of July about what does it mean to birth a nation from another cruel nation? The difference is they did all their other nastiness on other people's soil. So they didn't have to look at it at the kitchen table. Whereas America was like, Ooh, let's try something new. Let's do it in our own house. Right. So that I can get my wife and my kids in on the project. The British didn't do that. They were like, let's go to the four corners of the earth and do horrific things. But then we can, you know, take a shower, change our clothes, come back, come back to England, sit in front of our families and pretend that, you know, we're civilized people. In America, they were like, no, I got to get Miss Anne in on it. And by the time my child is four, they fully know how to be an enslaver. Right. Mm. They fully understand race and racism and the power dynamic therein and how they can control a grown ass black man. Right. As a child, a white child. So there are different ways that America adopted British cruelty. I mean, they're they're just British people that live right. in soil and change their names. Um, same with like Australians. You know, it's like a whole bunch of British criminals. We get it. So. That history as to like the husk that we come from, you know, the the nation that birthed this nation, it's like, was highly problematic with how they treated people in Jamaica, for example, right? Or people in India, or you name said country across the Caribbean, across, you know, the continent, continent of Africa. Like, yeah. yeah. You name it. When you go to the British Virgin Islands. I mean, I told you I was just in um, St. Martin. I was like, Wow. The French and the Dutch just came up here, couldn't get it together, split up a whole island, and we were just like, okay. Like, and we still run things. Still run it. Like, you can barely even get property on the French side, because it's like, unless you, your grandfather had it, you're SOL. And I was like, so we think about all these European nations that did this stuff, and how America's emulated 
yep. this horrendous behavior. The difference is, yes, we we have done it. Listen, as people from Puerto Rico and Guam, right? And St. Croix, how America does it. But we also have done it on our own terra firma. Um, and for me, July 4th is a time to reflect on all the amazing things that this country has produced. There was a great play called Ain't No Mo that was off-Broadway and then it got to Broadway and unfortunately didn't do very well. But, um, I mean, it did okay, I guess. But it ended early. But one of the beautiful things about this play was they had to, like, um, when they were going to Africa, all of them on an airplane together, everybody, Barack Obama was flying a plane, they couldn't take anything that we birthed in America. So it's like, what do you mean we can't take our music, we can't take our literature, we can't take our art? Like, And you realize we've created the cultural schema of the United States. Right. So many art forms, so many forms of everything, political thought, whatever it may be, it's like, it comes from us. So for me to turn my back on a country that, you know, the vast majority of all the great things come from people who are, you know, I'm descendant of, I can't, I can't turn my back on that. So like, I am kind of proud to a certain extent to be part of this really great lineage. It just happens to be, you know, so fraught sometimes feels like polishing a turd yeah it, it and that that's exactly right like that's that's exactly right i think that all of the things that you just stated i i never really thought about in terms of what the british empire did they did you know through manifest destiny they mm-hmm. did through you know and and then they come back as heroes every mm-hmm. time that they return look what we have welcome what right. we are bringing to your people and we can we can tell this tall tale this right. fucking lie, not about the raping and the pillaging and the murder and the scalping and all of these horrendous things that you are doing, the brutalization that you are doing. You're just coming back with the goods mm-hmm. and the people are like, look at our explorers. And that's the story that they yeah. tell. But what America did was just like, no, we're going to show you our brutality right in your front yard. But then we're going to spend two almost 250 years lying about it. To what you saw in front of your, what what you saw with your own eyes. It's like, are like what? It's like that old joke when, you know, the woman walks in on her husband having sex with another woman in the bed. And he's like, baby, who are you going to believe? Me or your own eyes? It's like, that's what America that's says America. to us every day. Every, every, every time it's that like, they're fucking us. That's right? what it's like, baby, who are you going to believe? Me or that's your eyes? <laughs> and it's like, but here's the thing. I mean, as we crack up laughing, I think this is also, though, part of the beauty of it. Because it's like. We've also created a whole new wing of humor, like, you know, gallows humor, if you will. I mean, you know, I think that there's a, you know, there are lots of really interesting books written about like Jewish humor. I'm fascinated with humor. You know, I like to hang out with comedians. I just think they're some of the smartest people on the planet when done correctly. But, you know, the fact that Black people can find the funny in almost anything, especially dealing in this country, comes from knowing who, like, we we are looking at y'all laughing because it's like, you really think that, A, you're pulling the wool over our eyes. And right. B, like, you believe that this country is like, oh, she's perfect. It's just you all are the imperfect ones. And we're like, if you don't get out of here with this nonsense. With this bullshit, like, take this bullshit out of our faces. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but I think that um, I am just, uh, how do I say this? There is something so special about being black in this country 
as crazy as this country is. And so I think it's sort of, you know, like you have a sister, right? So it's like sometimes when you look at your parents, you're like, these people are crazy. How did we make it out of here? <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes your mom will say something. It's like, oh my gosh, she is nuts. <laughs> and we are like, we survived. We're in our forties. What? How? Right? I feel like sometimes that's like collectively all like 45 million black people. We're looking around like these people are loco. Like WPS. Like what are they doing? And it's like, we're all in on it. And, you know, I talk about this in my book. It's like, you win some, you lose some. You know, yeah. like, I think that's kind of our attitude, which is like, we try our best, but we're very clear. You could end up in prison for the rest of your life over some yep. bullshit marijuana charge. You could also end up, you know, going to an Ivy League institution because someone saw you, you know, one time in a spelling bee and here you are, right? And then you go on and do amazing things and you have amazing friendships and you give back and all the things. Um, So I, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm pragmatically optimistic. Um, I do think that as hard as the road has been for black people in this country and a lot of other people, but you know, I, I'm thinking about black people on this particular holiday as hard as the road has been, it has been some really beautiful passages on the road and some really beautiful people on the road. And I try and think of America more as like not polishing a turd in the middle of a shitstorm, but I kind of feel like we're like, um, if you think about like 1849, you know, like gold prospectors, it's like, we're out here and some things in this country, some days it's like, wow. There's some really great things yeah. about yeah. people and the places yeah. in this country. You know, listen, I've driven cross country. I tell all my students they must do that at some point in their lives. It's a beautiful nation, like physically just absolutely stunning. Um, and then, you know, just like the people. There are some really, really great people in this country who are doing some really fascinating work. Um, and then, you know, we got to kind of sift through all the other nonsense Um of which there's plenty, sure, but I feel like I don't want to only focus on the terribleness that is this country. Granted, not to not to devalue that. I know a lot of people are going through just seems like a terrible onslaught all day, every day. But, you know, on this reflection of July 4th, I really do think that there's been some really great work. There's been some great coalition building. There's been, you know, like Black immigrant groups kind of coming together from different countries. There's been people sort of identifying with our struggles. You know, we've seen sort of in different cities, different groups coming together of different racial and ethnic and class backgrounds. So I'm inspired. You know, also, as I, as your listeners know, I teach the youth of America. I can't help but be inspired. These people are doing great stuff. They're curious. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. 
like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know, I think that what you're what you're offering here is that, you know, if you only want to look at the bad, there's plenty of bad to look at. But if you spend some time looking for the good and reflecting on the good, which is not going to be given to you by mainstream media, which is not going to be given to you on cable news because that is not what sells. But like that you it is up to you truly um, to look through the kaleidoscope and see what you want to see. Mm-hmm. about this country. I, I think about America really as a, as a mosaic. And why do I say that? Because I'm like, this place is shattered, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. it is sh- like every, but you, you can either walk over, choose to walk over that fucking yeah. bro- broken glass, or you pick up some pieces and you make something better with it, or you make something more expansive and different um, every time because something breaks all the time. And that's, you know, and that's pretty much where we are. It's breaking open uh, people's thought uh, and expanding minds and just understanding is, I think, is, you know, is truly the goal of what it is that all of us, um, at least that are conscious, are trying to do. Um, so for me, that's that's the perspective that I look at it. And it's, you know, it's a wild place to be. It's mm-hmm. a wild place, particularly on these holidays. But it is a yeah. wild country to to exist in. So final final question for you, just real quick. Um, in three years, it will be the 250th anniversary uh, of of the founding of this nation or whatever we call it, uh, the independence, whatever we call it. Um, do you think we will have a democracy then? Can't call it. <laughs> this, Can't PhD, call it. this PhD is a little shaky these days on the political science. Term. But in all seriousness, I do think we will. It depends on how we define democracy. But I do think that we're going to see some some real push back in some conversations about like, so we created this nation for what and for whom? Yeah. And what have we done with it? And we've squandered a lot of time. Um, and a lot of folks are feeling like we are moving back to 1776. So yeah, it's incumbent upon folks, you know, it's like, listen, black women can't be wielding this sword and this shield every day, all day. No. I'm tired of this magic, whatever you keep calling it, black girl magic. Yeah. Like, I'm over it, right? I'd like to so black girl rest. 
listen, and you know, I believe in rest. I mean, what's so fascinating is, you know, I take vacations. So on the one hand, people are like, ugh, you're always working, Chrissy. You've got 12 jobs, which I do, right? But then when I take a two-week vacation, it's like, oh my God, two weeks. What are you doing? Do you ever work? And I'm like, which one is it? <laughs> which one is it? Which do one I is never, it? Do I always work or do I never work? Right. That's really but, funny. And guess what? It's like, I am unapologetically, you know, people are all into this like intermittent fasting these days. I'm like, I'm intermittent working. Okay. I'm a work. Then rest. You're gonna teach me more about that when I see Ooh, you. Girl. When I see you in person, Ooh, because I'm about that, to send you a picture. Yeah, I'm about to that send is, you a that picture is, that will change your life. That's the space. That's the space that I need to occupy. Um, my friend, Dr. Christina Greer, thank you so much for your reflections on this very complicated, layered holiday, uh, and for making the time to join us on Woke AF. Always appreciate Anytime. you. Anytime. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people. Power, get woke, and stay woke as fuck. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.